0: Welcome to the SPS Digital Learning Hour, brought to you by the Digital Learning and Assessment Department. We're coming to you today from a conference room in Central Office, bringing you the latest news in Springfield Public Schools in regards to technology, along with inspiring interviews from teachers who are using technology in the classroom. I'm your host, Mike Thomas, the Bearded Tech Ed Guy. You can find me out on all the socials at Bearded Tech Ed. You can also find me on my own personal website, beardedtechedguy.com and the MySBS blog under We Learn. Welcome back. It's a new school year. It's taken a little while to, of course, get this started due to the craziness of onboarding an entire half of the district into a new learning management system. While we're getting out there a little late, we are still excited to be joining you. It's been quite a summer and a start to the school year. For those that don't know, our department has gone through a couple of changes. We have a new supervisor of computer science, and we have a new digital learning analyst. And so there's been a lot of change that's happened in our department. Again, another reason why it's taken us a little while to get going with the new episode of the podcast and the new season. And we're excited to be coming back, and everyone's back in person here in Springfield, and we're excited for that. We're excited to be talking about all sorts of stuff with teachers this year how it was during COVID and things that they're taking from that COVID time and applying now. So we really hope that you guys continue to stick along with us. Make sure that you are subscribed and share this out with everyone. The more you do that, the more we become widely known. And also, Springfield teachers are awesome. So why wouldn't we want to share what's going on here in Springfield? So usually at this point in the show, for those of you who are new listeners, this is a part of the show where we just kind of go over some news and announcements from the district. Make sure that you are getting through your getting started with Schoology modules. There is a gradebook one in there in particular. We've seen a lot of tickets come in about how to set up your gradebook. And if you go back to module five, there is step by step on what you need to do to get your gradebook all set up. On the My SPS page, there is an announcement about Springfield Thunderbirds tickets. For those of you that don't know, that's the hockey team that plays down at Mass Mutual. There is a Springfield Employees Night and there is discounted tickets. I think it's something like 16 instead of 20 and 18 instead of 22, something like that. So if you like hockey and you like supporting your city and you are comfortable getting out there, go for it. There's also a whole lot of information about College Fridays, structured guidance and support programs for licensure. There is some safe schools trainings. Remember, we have to go through that every year. Retail has started for the fall, so if you do not have your SEI endorsements, whether you didn't get that through college or you just haven't gotten it yet, fall classes have already started, but look out for in the spring for more opportunities to get to your SEI endorsement so that you can keep your teaching license here in Massachusetts. Also, there is mandatory ethics training reminder. So it's that's the one that you do every two years. It's separate from all the safe school stuff. I don't think it is in Teach Point. And also check out TeachPoint. There will always be updates to trainings. We're looking at adding some more trainings. We've added some gradebook trainings, and we'll also be adding some trainings to a lot of our systems. In upcoming blog posts, we're going to be talking about a lot of the updates to our main systems. That would be Schoology, and our Microsoft Suite and also Nearpod, which we now have as a whole district. So woohoo, Nearpod. And you can still actually use that in the classroom. And we'll talk about how you can do that too. So those are the updates, news, and announcements for the district. Coming up next is our interview of the week. <laughs> So for this week's interview of the week, we met with Aaron DeMarist over at Milton Bradley Elementary School. Aaron is coming into this year as the CS teacher, which we're very excited about because it's a new role in the district that we have. Every school has a CS teacher who teaches computer science. We're going to hear about Aaron's journey from being a regular classroom teacher and moving into this CS role and just how that all came about, how she feels about it and all and everything that she's doing. So check out this interview and I hope you're encouraged like I was.
1: My name is Erin Demarest. I've been teaching here at Milton Bradley for four years and I've only been teaching for four years. I'm just getting into the swing of things and this is my first year without my own classroom. I've been a second grade teacher and this year I'm in that new computer science technology coordinator, testing coordinator
0: role. Wow, so that's kind of a big change going from second grade when you didn't really have to deal with testing to now. So before we jump into the now, let's talk about second grade in regards to what you were doing at Mel and Bradley. What kind of technology were you using with your students?
1: So I was using like the standard in the classrooms, the Elmo's, projectors, our computers. And I, we didn't really have a big technology presence, but I tried to incorporate it as much as I could. So we would use quizzes and um recently look I'm pretty sure is the name of Mm -hmm. that that newer one we started to use that one towards the end of last year near pods um yeah so it wasn't it wasn't huge They're they're still trying to learn how to write so it wasn't too too big but I still tried to incorporate it when I could
0: and you can correct me if I'm wrong on this but when you're teaching second grade Up until last year, you guys had to share computer carts. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Yes, we did. Yeah. So I assigned each of my kids their own computer within our computer cart because luckily we had enough in our building that each classroom got a cart. So everyone pretty much had their own computer, but they did switch off if something, you know, wasn't working with one or Mm -hmm. their headphones weren't working. So, yeah.
0: So with having a smart board in your classroom, did you have your second graders come up to the board a lot and write on it or do any sort of drag and drop type lessons with it?
1: So I actually didn't have a smart board in my classroom until last year when we got Promethean Mm -hmm. boards. So they weren't able to drag and drop until those um, hybrid kids that came in Mm -hmm. at the end of the year last year were able to use it. And then those kids came up all the time we would you know sanitize the little pens so they could write on the board and they we had yes but yes when I did have a Promethean they used it all the time
0: so you have Promethean boards those are those are my favorite I like those a lot more than the smart boards myself so cool (laughs) especially because they had the built-in clocks it had the built-in like spinner. So if you took the time to put your students' names in there, you could have the randomly calling. And then of yeah. course, the screen share too, which I think is like huge to be able to be like, all right, let's, pro- I'm going to click on your name and we'll see what you're doing up on right. the board. Yeah, so.
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, we started to use that towards the end, <clears> end of last year, but it was a little difficult using that and Zoom at the same time. So we mm-hmm. ended up plugging in and connecting to Zoom on the Promethean board so that we could share what was going on on the board. Yeah.
0: Awesome. So let's talk about COVID because second grade, I, I, the kindergarten, first and second grade always confounded me with COVID this past year, like, because they're still at the age where they're still developing their reading skills in particular.
1: (laughs) Yep.
0: (laughs) Being a second grade teacher, you taught all subjects. What was it like teaching reading in particular during COVID? Like what were some of the things that you learned that worked really well?
1: Um, so we used being a reader last year, and I think that was actually a really big asset since all of their books are in PDF form online. Mm -hmm. So we could just share the link with the kids and then they would have access to it, or I uploaded it to Schoology. Um, it was, it was pretty hard to teach reading online. I'm not, not going to sugarcoat it. Um, you really needed a lot going on. You needed a docu cam going on, even though you're on the computer and there was just a lot of moving parts that you really had to think about.
0: Yeah, so I can imagine having so many different things going on. So once we were back at hybrid though, Did it become easier to teach reading or because I just imagine like with the mass, uh, I mean, people can't see us right now, but I'm like covering my mouth. I'm like, yeah, that's probably hard for like learning to read because a lot of a lot of students pick up on the facial shapes of when you are saying some of these words out loud.
1: Yeah, so it was even hard for me. So I have really bad hearing. So I've relied on, you know, looking at kids mouths and Mm -hmm. kind of figuring out what they're saying. And so I have to tell them, you know, you got to speak up. I can't hear you. And so they do the same for me. So I just really enunciate my words. And even then they would mix up some letters like those B's and D's and um, T's, any, anything that kind of sounds similar that would get mixed up Mm -hmm. and they would then spell it wrong. And we would just go back and do it again and practice. And then eventually we would write the word out. So just really enunciating your words is Mm. what I did.
0: So in thinking about those lessons from COVID and hybrid teaching, what are some things that you're doing this year? I know that's a new position. Mm -hmm. um, So I don't know how much we did talk before we started the interview that you are doing some reading groups and stuff with students. So how much of the stuff during COVID that you learned are you applying now? in your classroom? Uh,
1: I'm applying pretty much all of it. I'm kind of just mixing everything together. So my reading groups, they'll have um, some homework online some nights if I don't get to see them because I'm pulled for something. So they'll be using a Nearpod or they'll be, um, you know, reading a book that I screen recorded. So that way they have access to it. So I think, and I think that COVID actually really gave us those positives in that way of just kind of learning how to use technology Mm -hmm. so that students can reach it at home. So that's pretty much what I'm doing. I'm just kind of, I mean, most of it is in person, but those kids that do have to isolate, they have books online and PDFs and near pods that they can type in so that they're able to still keep up with the work even though it is small groups
0: awesome so at the beginning of this interview you mentioned that you have been teaching second grade for a while and then you now have this new position can you kind of tell us like how you moved from doing second grade to now the CS teacher slash other roles that the principals now added on to that.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I was the technology coordinator last year with another teacher who was a third grade teacher and she's now an ILS. So um, we just kind of got into the habit of really working with technology, everyone would come to us if they had an issue with their computers or their students' computers. And I was dealing more with um, the staff and the kids, whereas my partner was dealing with like issues that our principal was having. So when we kind of noticed that trend, our principal came to me and was like, hey, we have this new role. I think you'd be perfect for it. Um, What do you think? So I said, I'd give it a shot and I like it. I'm pushing into classes so that we're ready for when those cohort A um, modules come into our building since we're not a cohort A school right now. So I'm pushing into those younger classrooms and then eventually I'll push into the upper classrooms as well once they get into the swing of things.
0: That's awesome. So, when do you push in? Is it during an English block? Is it during a math block? Or is there science, social studies, writing? Like, when do you push in?
1: Yeah. So, mostly during science and social studies, especially for those upper grades, because we do want to really focus on that reading and math and kind of get them caught up with that learning loss mm-hmm. from COVID. But with the younger grades, I'm kind of pushing in whenever they need assistance. So, their teacher will call me, ask me to come in one day. Hey, can you help with this? Can we work on signing into our computers during this time? That's a, that's a big thing in the younger grades is signing into their computers. So that's what yeah. we've really been focusing on.
0: Awesome. Are there any lessons or units that you're looking forward to as a CS teacher being able to do? I know we have a lot of resources in the district between Nearpod and the district created CS courses.
1: Yeah. So I'm actually really excited to use the b with the younger, the younger grades. Mm-hmm. I think those are so cool. And I also really like the Makey Makeys. So I'm really excited to incorporate those into some science or English lessons and kind of just show kids how they can use this technology, this different technology. They're used to computers, but mm-hmm. they're not really used to programming and making things on that computer besides like Roblox or Minecraft. So just showing them that they can integrate it into like a physical thing. I think that's so cool. And I can't wait to can't wait to do it with them.
0: Yeah, I loved um, one of the roles that I've had is I got to go and see some of the CS lessons being done, especially with the B bots. Mm -hmm. And so being able to see what the students are doing and how they are able to use them The classes I've seen it work in uh, really well, they were using the bebots on a big mat and the bebop was supposed to tell the story. So as a student is talking and describing the story, the bebop would move from point to point to different pictures, which I was like, this is amazing. This is great (laughs) because not only are you getting reading and writing in there, you're also getting computer programming at the same time. Mm -hmm. So it's really an interdisciplinary, I think I said that right. Yeah, <laughs> um, skills that you're really working on with the students and then it allows their creativity to come through because I know when I taught fifth grade one of the things that I always struggled with was getting students to think creatively every time they would write a story it would be some version of the same story
1: right exactly oh
0: so, that's awesome yeah,
1: yeah I use them um I practiced with my rising third graders I taught math over the summer uh, to our rising third graders, and we use that with math. We would work on some three-digit addition. They'd pull a card. They'd all have to solve it, and then they would get to program it to the correct answer. And I, they loved it. The I had a few ELLS, and they just kept going, "Robot, robot," and they <laughs> loved it. So I'm really excited to bring it into the kindergarten and first grade classrooms here.
0: That's awesome. So. Yeah. Were you a part of at all of doing the CS um, for all work or is that, are you getting caught up to that now because of your role?
1: Yeah. So I'm getting caught up to it now, but um, my friend who was also the technology coordinator with me, she was a part of the editing process, Mm -hmm. I believe for the third grade modules and she was the one piloting them in her classroom. So I have a little bit of background, but not too, too much. So I'm just getting caught up with it now.
0: So you had said that you've only been teaching for four years. So you're pretty fresh out of college. When you were in college thinking about becoming a teacher, did you ever think that you'd be in the position that you are now?
1: Not at all. (laughs) So when I started college, I actually was going to go into computer science. And then the school that I was going to go to Cut the program. So I ended up at Westfield State doing elementary education, which is fine. I knew I always wanted to work with kids. And originally, and I'm still in grad school, I'm going for my reading specialist license. So Mm -hmm. I knew I really wanted to work with reading, but I never in a million years thought that I'd be teaching computer science.
0: Yeah. It's not one of those things where you go to college and you're like, I'm going to teach eight to (laughs) five computer science. (laughs)
1: Exactly. Like,
0: I mean, I went to school many years ago and that wasn't even computer. Like I was in the first batch at our school of doing digital portfolios Mm -hmm. for my portfolio to get my teaching license. So like that technology in the classroom was overhead markers and like the, um, you put them in the printer and it like print and then you could put it on the overhead. Yeah. So we've come a very long way. Yeah. <laughs> so other than B-Bots and not hummingbirds, but. Makey, makey. Makey, makeys. Is there anything else that you're looking forward to this year? Uh, knowing that you're going to be working for the first time with students in third, fourth and fifth grade.
1: Yeah. I think just looking at their curriculums and seeing how I can integrate computer science so that it's not just all the same thing over and over again. It's something different Mm -hmm. for them. And they're still learning those ELA, math, science standards. But then they're also bringing in this technology component that I think will help it stick a little better. If they're doing something fun, engaging, interactive, it'll definitely Mm -hmm. get it to stick. They'll remember oh we made a we made a circuit with miss d when we were learning about mythology and mm-hmm. that's that's what they're going to remember they're not going to remember that like icarus flew too close to the sun
0: <laughs> like... <laughs> well we want them to remember that Well, we
1: do but, but i think that reality I is think if it's more engaging they will mm-hmm. definitely it'll stick better
0: awesome Well, thank you again for all the time that we're spending together. And I'd like to end on this last question. Mm -hmm. As a former fifth grade teacher, um, I know how much time I would spend teaching 60, 70, 80 hours a week sometimes. But I realized that I never really took good care of myself. Through COVID, I started working and reading through the digital learning playbook. And the first thing they focused on was teacher self-care. So what are some things that you've done over the last couple of years now to really take care of yourself as a human being? Because you're more than just a teacher. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so the first couple of years, I'm not going to lie, I was here until like six o'clock every night. And But the past two years, I've been leaving on time, which has been a big thing. And I also started to get into like crafting and working with epoxy resin, which is kind of cool. Um it's really relaxing. Uh you know, I have a dog so I go on walks with him, but yeah, just trying to get as far away from my computer as possible because if I open up that computer I will get to work on something.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's how we all are. My first mm-hmm. few years teaching was definitely the get to the building at 7 even though yeah. school day didn't start till close to 9 mm-hmm. and then leave five thirty six o'clock
1: yeah exactly
0: not much time otherwise so (laughs) that's great I haven't you're the first person to say something along the crafting line when I've asked the question so that's really interesting so oh
1: I like it yeah I'm known in my school for my crafting I do the bulletin (laughs) boards here and it's a known thing that Aaron crafts so
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you again for your time. I'll let you get back to your day. Um, yeah, just enjoy this Thursday. It's
1: Thanks. sort of sunny out. So. Yeah, I heard it's fun. My office is in the basement, so I don't have windows, <laughs> but I heard it's really nice out. So, all
0: right. Well, thank you again. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you, Aaron, for spending some time with us today and. I hope everyone is inspired by Erin's story and how she made that change into being a CS teacher and some of the things that she's looking forward to doing we're all excited in the district that we now have a full-on CS computer science for all grade levels and all schools have the ability to have computer science and we're looking forward to being able to expand that to make sure that we are making sure every student has access to computer science Thank you again for joining us today and spending some time with me and with Aaron. We hope that you liked this episode. If you loved it, wherever you listen to podcast episodes, whether that's on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, please go out there. Make sure that you're subscribed. Leave us a review. Rate us. Let us know how we're doing and what you'd like to hear about. Or if you have teachers that you know who would be great to interview here in Springfield. We also would love it if you shared it out with everyone so that we continue to move up so we can gain more recognition for all the awesome work that's happening here in Springfield. And that wraps it up for today. I'm Mike Thomas, the Bearded Tech Ed Guy, and this is the SPS Digital Learning Hour.